Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. My friend Holly Near has been singing her heart out about peace and justice since the 1970s, and her audiences largely reflect that longtime activist demographic. One night five years ago, Holly was giving a concert in Albany, New York. The Occupy movement was in full force, and Occupy Albany had taken up residence about six blocks from the concert hall. At some point, a message reached the stage that later that evening, the Occupy encampment was going to be dispersed by the police. Although Holly could not go with them, she urged concert goers to make their way down the street and bear witness. The next morning, the news reported that the encampment was still in place. The police had decided, they said, that it was too late, too dark, and too cold to safely carry out orders and disperse the occupiers. Besides, they added, last night at about 11 o'clock, a lot of old people showed up. Our Unitarian Universalist faith calls us to show up. No matter how old or how young we are, showing up, seeing and being seen will change the scene. To involve ourselves wholeheartedly in the business of civilization. Above all, to choose civility and to insist on civility, especially in the face of incivility, is to throw our weight to the side of justice. These days, it seems that either we can be shaken and shaken up or choose to shake things up. This morning, I want to share with you a spiritual practice that calls us to creativity and innovation to disrupt the norm. This practice is called Vuja Day, seeing with fresh eyes. We all know the French expression déjà vu, meaning already seen, the phenomenon of having that strong sensation of having already experienced what we're going through. Scientists know that déjà vu is a common anomaly of memory with a neurological basis. It got a lot of attention in my childhood home since my mother, who has grand mal epilepsy, experienced déjà vu as her aura the warning that she was about to suffer a seizure. It fascinated me. I wondered if deja vu was a doorway to magic. Could I change the course of history by choosing not to repeat the past in which I suddenly found myself? This is Vujade. Author Simon T. Bailey defines Vujade as having never seen something but intending to overturn the status quo and create that something. In Back to Methuselah, 
Irish playwright Bernard Shaw has the serpent say to Eve, you see things and you say why, but I dream things that never were, and I say, why not? Bujadeh calls us to intentionally, radically shift our thinking, create a disruption from the norm, and ignite innovation. In his 1986 campaign for the presidential nomination, Robert Kennedy paraphrased Shaw's words, some men see things as they are and say why. I dream things that never were and say, why not? Bujadeh. American poet Robert Frost wrote, two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other as just as fair and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for that, the passing there had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the next for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted that I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood. And I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. In his new book, Originals, author Adam Grant writes, the hallmark of originality is rejecting the default and exploring whether a better option exists. The starting point is curiosity. We face something familiar, but we see it with a fresh perspective that enables us to gain new insights into old problems. Bujadeh is a high-wire spiritual practice. It is really, really hard to do. The pressure to accept that default cannot be overestimated. If you think about people who might grow up and make a dent in the universe, one group that might come to mind is child prodigies. Geniuses who learn to read at age two, play Bach at four, breeze through calculus at six, and speak seven languages fluently by eight. It turns out, though, that child prodigies rarely go on to change the world. When psychologists study history's most eminent and influential people, they discover that many of them weren't unusually gifted as children. Prodigies are talented and ambitious, but they don't learn to be original. As they perform in Carnegie Hall, win the Science Olympics, become chess champions, something tragic happens. Practice makes perfect, but it doesn't make new. Only a tiny fraction of gifted children eventually become revolutionary adult creators. Those who do must make a painful transition from learning rapidly and effortlessly in an established domain 
to re-envisioning and remaking that domain. Make no mistake, these kids grow up to be extraordinary adults. The world needs them, but they don't make waves. Like many of the rest of us, the more they value achievement, the more they dread failure. To survive school alone, we must all become, in the words of author William Dereshowitz, the world's most excellent sheep. But without the wave makers, America might not well exist. The civil rights movement might still be a dream. The Sistine Chapel might be bare. We might still believe the sun revolves around the earth and there would be no smartphones. The world needs a critical mass of people practicing vujade, seeing with fresh eyes, seeing clearly. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. called it being creatively maladjusted. In a speech made on December 18, 1963 at Western Michigan University, Dr. King spoke of the importance of being well-adjusted but added that there are certain things about which he hoped that all people of goodwill would be maladjusted. He said, I never intend to become adjusted to segregation and discrimination. I never intend to become adjusted to religious bigotry. I never intend to adjust myself to economic conditions that will take necessities from the many to give luxuries to the few. I never intend to adjust myself to the madness of militarism, to self-defeating effects of physical violence. And with that, Dr. King proposed the formation of a new organization, the International Association for the Advancement of Creative Maladjustment. People, he said, who will be as maladjusted as the prophet Amos, who in the midst of the injustices of his day could cry out in words that echo across the centuries, let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. Austrian-American economist Joseph Schumpeter spoke of originality as an act of creative destruction. Creativity and change of all kinds require nonconformity, courage, and the capacity to embrace uncertainty, taking radical risks, speaking up, standing out, weathering rejection and ridicule, and ignoring social approval. I'm reminded of American writer E.B. Wright's words. I arise in the morning torn between a desire to improve the world and a desire to enjoy the world. This makes it difficult to plan the day. In our deep desire to be happy, we often choose to enjoy the world as it is, as best we can but that will never bring true or sustained happiness. We need both improving and enjoying, sacrificing some pleasure to create a better world. Adam Grant notes that this is not the easiest path in the pursuit of happiness, but it leaves us perfectly poised for the happiness of pursuit. Earlier this month, Scott Simon told a story on NPR that I've been carrying around with me like a talisman. This is a story of change-making in an intimate setting, a story of changing hearts and minds, a story of Vujade. 
in which a crisis calls people to step out of the box of their usual ways of seeing and relating and create something new and very beautiful. Jo Du was being helped into her gorgeous white wedding dress when a tooth on the zipper broke. It was a Sunday in Guelph, Ontario, and no tailor shop was open. Joe Du didn't want to walk down the aisle to marry Earl Lee with pins down the back of her dress. But no one in the wedding party knew how to make the repair. One of the bridesmaids knocked on a neighbor's door to ask if he might have a pair of pliers they could borrow. The neighbor, David Hobson, said, I've got better than tools. I've got a master tailor. David Hobson had a family of Syrian refugees from Aleppo living in his home, a mother, father, and three children. Fifty Syrian families have settled in the Guelph area, people from one of the most hellish landscapes on earth, brought to live in one of the safest, tidiest, and most serene towns in Canada. The father, Ibrahim Halil Dudu, was a master tailor in Aleppo for 28 years. And as soon as he saw the dress, he got out his sewing kit and sewed Joe Du into her wedding dress. Both the Du and Lee families are also immigrants to Canada. Every weekend, I take photos of people on the happiest days of their lives, said wedding photographer Lindsay Coulter. And today, one man who has seen some of the worst things our world has to offer came to the rescue. The groom called the master tailor's repair an incredible act of kindness from a complete stranger who had only stepped foot in this country days ago. I was so excited and so happy, Ibrahim Halil Dudu said through a translator. I like to help people from my heart. Beloved spiritual companions, the master tailor and his family, his host and his family, the wedding party and their families, and all of us are bound in an inextricable web of caring and kindness and fresh eyes, if we make it so. Let us seek to balance the desire to enjoy with the desire to improve. Embrace creative destruction and be creatively maladjusted. Let us summon the courage to choose that road less traveled and so make all the difference. May we dream things that never were and say, why not? May the old people show up and the young people show up, may all of us show up and let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.